Sennheiser has been continuously setting trends in the audio industry. Wherever people care passionately about recording, transmitting, or playing sound, Sennheiser will be there. Artists, disc jockeys, scientists, sound technicians, or demanding music lovers, the Sennheiser name always stands for premium products, headphones, microphones, and all-around audio solutions. The ultimate in sound quality. Sennheiser. It's the Messiah Community Radio Talk Show. This is Michael James Lauren, your host, GVAA. Remember that we're going to unpack what that means, Global Voice Acting Academy. We have two special guests, David Rosenthal, who is one of the big kahunas there, and we'll give the title and what he does. And, uh, and also David Toback is the Chief Operating Officer. Welcome to the program. Thank you, sir. Thanks for having us. Our sponsors with over 90 years experience in developing audio electronics. Bayer Dynamics stands for innovative audio products with the highest sound quality and pioneering technology. Two business divisions, consumer and installation, provide tailored solutions for professional and private users. All products are developed in Germany and primarily manufactured by hand. From headphones to microphones and conference and interpretation systems. For more information, please visit north-america.bayerdynamics.com. Dynamic.com. And by Vocal Booth to Go carries a complete line of products and accessories specifically designed for voiceover actors, audio professionals, podcasters, producers, and studio owners to help them get professional results for their clients. It's your go-to place for sound treatment, soundproofing, portable, and mobile vocal booths. Visit VocalBoothToGo.com for more information. And Oralex Acoustics has one mission to make you sound your best. Thousands of satisfied Oralex customers have experienced improved acoustics along with free expert advice. Total sound control products from Oralex enjoy widespread use among prominent artists, producers, engineers, and corporations worldwide. Remember, it's not your gear, it's the room. Visit Oralex.com for more information. And great audio starts with great gear. And Zoom's 30-year reputation promises quality and affordability. Visit zoom-na.com today for recorders, audio interfaces, effects pedals, and more. We're Zoom, and we're for creators. You guys are really uh, doing such good work because, uh, first of all, anybody who takes any interest at all around the world about voiceover, you guys are kind of it. And so we'll talk about all the different programs and everything. And also for, for uh, voice actors, there's a rate sheet that you guys have that has a world fame. It's like in Bud's famous chicken wings. So why is that so popular? Well, first of all, we want you to know that the rate guy comes in uh, honey, mustard, barbecue, and <laughs> no, sorry, <laughs> and salt and vinegar. Mm, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, David? Uh, sure. Well, I mean, if, to answer why it's so important, <clears throat> voiceover is an industry that uh, is kind of a little wild, wild west. Outside of the union, where there's you know union jobs that have a, a standard rate, uh, a standard minimum rate, <clears throat> uh, there isn't that thing in the non-union world, which is where a majority of the voiceover work is done now. So uh, for years, people have really struggled with what a certain job is worth or what that value is and what they should be paid. And uh, voiceover jobs span, you have your basic uh, corporate narration and you have TV commercials and, you know, video games and animation that we probably are more, a little bit more um, noticeable uh, for, for layman's for a lack of a better term. But 
those things carry different weights. Uh, you know, you have usage for commercials and, you know, how to figure all of that out. Like what, what type of voiceover should be charged, you know, what you should charge for the different types of voiceover is something that is kind of a mystery growing, uh, growing up as a voice actor. It's not information that's readily available and you kind of just have to figure it out. And with the rise of the internet and online casting, taking a, a big, uh, portion of, uh, of the jobs that are there is more and more pro- projects need to be voiced as that becomes more of a, of a thing within um, sales and, and products throughout the country and games and things like that and animations. Uh, there's more and more work to be done and a lot of those, the rates just aren't there and a lot of people are struggling to figure out what those rates are. And so having a guide that helps people to understand where the rates should be for what they're doing has been really, uh, really critical in helping people know their value and, and, and to help rates kind of stay at, at a stable area where everyone can be charging a, a fair rate for their, for their value, providing that service to a company. That's true. And, and um, so we took it upon ourselves at GVA to be the answer to that and to create something, uh, to create a guide uh, so um, that people can go out there and have a sense of what they're worth. Um, that's so important in this day and age to, you know, have respect for yourself, to get paid what you're worth, and to let other people know uh, what that is, what that amount is. And a lot of this is simply because um, there's a new generation that has uh, come into the industry uh, from the oh, other movies. side. From the, yeah, <laughs> but from the business side as well. Yeah. Yes. Um, in which in which they uh, don't know the business from from a price point and they've grown up in a world where, you know, they, they could get everything for free. Oh, let's get the free app version of that. Um, and so they just all, you know, they need to uh, be educated as far as the value in the price that they're getting and why. Um, there is definitely a world out there because of the onset of technology and, and uh, moving on to the internet and the availability of home studios, et cetera. There's definitely in a um, a world in which um, people are paying far less than is uh, than a job is worth um, because they are not concerned with excellence anymore. There's a there's a whole world out there that says ah it's good enough, you know I'm I'm afraid we're becoming a, a culture in a country ah it's good enough, um, but you know we are catering very much to the world of excellence. Uh, where quality really does matter. Yeah, you want to you want to have a you know you want to be a pro and you want to talk like a pro. How can you how can anybody talk like a pro unless they know in the kind of detail that you talk about? I mean, in fact, I'm sure people enjoy being educated about how this whole thing works because I don't know. Let's just say they were all like little diamonds and and the GVAA and a Global Voice Acting Academy. It's like those diamond appraisers. And they're all right. the voiceover talent floating around. Everybody, as you say, especially, you know, you look at pay-to-play sites, they want something for nothing. And it's okay to say no. <laughs> people, you know, in the gig economy and where we are, people are just hungry to work. And they see a job and like, well, I just need to work. And so I'm going to do that, even though they may not have any clue that, you know, they just auditioned for a national TV commercial for $500 when it should be, you know, five grand or, or 10 grand, you know? And so they're, they're just like, oh, but if I don't do it, someone else is going to do it. And there's that fear of not getting the job um, and not st- standing up for themselves as, as that that's just not something I can do. And people kind of come through, you know, they, they kind of learn that and they learn to let go of that fear of 
and to say no to a project. Like I'm not going to, I mean, I do it all the time. I get, you know, auditions that it's just not worth it, worth it to, to do that when we know the client should be paying, you know, 10 times what they're trying to ask for. And that's when you have to have it on your own ethical standards of your business to say, I'm not going to, I'm not going to do that to myself because what I'm providing it's, it's worth more. Uh, and, and a lot of people just don't, don't know how to, how to do that. And they're scared of it. We always, I always do, but we, we try to relate it to, you know, in the, in the, uh, outside the voiceover world, like a plumber, you know, they clump, come to your house and say, you need to have, you know, your, your pipes redone. And they say, it's going to be, you know, $1,200. You don't say like, well, nah, I, I just got 120, you know, like you, th- that thing doesn't happen. You say like, oh man, uh, okay, let, maybe let me get another estimate. But you trust that because they're a professional, exactly. they're a licensed plumber, right? Um, electrician, they're licensed and you trust what they say because they're a professional. That that same sentiment doesn't carry in voiceover anymore because, well, it does, but it, it's going away because some people are like, well, someone else will just do it for cheaper. But, but when, you know, do you want your electrical done by like Joe's, Joe's like electrical, that's like, yeah, that's a, a quarter of the price of everybody else. You're probably going to scratch your head and be like, mm, I don't think I'm going to get my electrical done by that guy. But that same, that, that's what we try to impart into people is that you're a professional. You spent time, money, energy, uh, effort, tons of coaching, you know, in learning this craft. And it's not just something that you can pick up, uh, you know, one, you know, the next day and get paid pennies for, you know, it, it's something right. that is a professional. And you know, you are, and you, and you are a professional from the day that you start your business to when you open up your business, you're not an amateur business, you're a professional business. And people need to understand that, that, you know, as David said, after all the time and effort and, and, and uh, investment that they put into this, um, from day one, they need to be to see themselves as a professional and charge for that. I mean, it reminds me of like Seinfeld, where he says, "Jerry, Jerry, you got to have hand. You got to have hand, Jerry." <laughs> exactly. You, know, and, uh, you give them the the upper hand, and uh, and they walk oh, along. Yeah. You. Not to interrupt, but I want to say I've I've had an email that said, "If uh, here's the quote from uh, such and such, and if you make it lower, they'll get desperate, and they'll take anything." And that's yeah. that they're feeding on desperation. And you are saying you you guys at GBAA again, Global Voice Acting Academy, and the rate sheet. You are the adults in the room, you very know? much so. And we're and you know the thing is is that voiceover. Everybody should know that voiceover is a specialty, both in terms of skill and in terms of artistry. And uh, you need to put yourself on that level and and help people understand that the work that you're doing is not just, oh, it's good enough. It's going to be something that actually helps sell your product in ways that are un- intangible and unimaginable at times. Um, having that, prof- that professionally done is, is something just so unique uh, in, in the world today, or it's becoming more unique. But the nice thing is, is that when we work with uh, someone through classes, through private coaching, um, getting their way to a demo. Um, they're being guided by mentors who have been in the business for a long time mm-hmm. and, are, and still have active businesses, all of us going, so that we know not only where we came from, but where we are right now, what works, what doesn't work, and how to play the business really well to, so that you can stay above the fray, so that you can continue to ask and get paid what you're worth in this industry. And the most overlooked thing besides treating the room acoustically <laughs> before that, yeah. 
is knowing the business, is knowing what you're worth and what everything. It's amazing. I, I guess it's amazing what people don't know. And then it's true. conducting themselves professionally, they read. It really does pay. You go on your website, GBAA, and you begin to really understand the business. And I'm sure when the more organized, uh, good things happen when you're organized, you know, and you have it on paper and you explain things to people. And, uh, and just so you know, the, the uh, Velvet Voice, you just heard, of course, David Rosenthal, and he's an actor, teacher, private coach. He has 25 years of teaching and coaching experience, both on camera. Go look at his uh, face. Uh, he's uh, like, <laughs> <laughs> go look at his face. Good looking guy, man. I, tell you, I mean, I'm saying that as a bro, you know, but uh, right on. Good looking right at, on. have you been on television before? Oh, of course. For, You're an actor, right? Yeah, yeah. I did on camera and voiceover, and I uh, it was great. I mean, one of the great jobs that I had was when I did the uh, I was I did an Alka Seltzer commercial that ran, you know, cold medicine that ran for a few years on TV, where I was uh, on camera, and I also did the voiceover, which was cool. Awesome. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so like, I got paid twice. And 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 that song, you know, we could all sing it together. Ready? Okay, plop, plop, fizz, fizz. fizz. Oh, what a relief it is. Yes, thank you very much. <laughs> and uh, so, I mean. Now, we're not dating ourselves, are we? <laughs> <laughs> That's why you didn't hear me singing it. No. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, touche there, buddy. It's funny how everybody gets into, uh, you know, voice acting differently. David uh, Toback, who's the, you know, chief operating officer of GBAA. And uh, you were what, in the corporate sector, the financial world? Everyone has like a different story. And it's amazing how they discover voiceover. Yeah, I, I was. I was, uh, got a, I was in marketing and then in uh, finance was an analyst. And uh, yeah, I, I think the average age, I think of voice talent is like 35 plus. So you, you see that a lot of people are finding voiceover as a second career, as something wanting to do. They, they want to follow a passion or something that they find interest in instead of just that job that they have, uh, which is w where I was. I just wasn't satisfied and felt like I didn't fit in that corporate world. And a lot of us are guided that way or, or, or we think we need to do like, oh, we got to have that stable job. And there's nothing wrong with a stable job, but sometimes it just doesn't align with who we are as people. And we find those things later in life, you know, uh, there's people that come from all walks uh, of life. And I, I find in my experience, there's less people that start out and have come from like a theatrical background and on camera and, you know, or on stage background. It seems like more people are coming from other things than they are from coming this, down this route of theatrical and, and arts based. Uh, and I think that's just a lot of people finding these things later in life, wanting to do something for themselves, having a love for, you know, animation or cartoons and sometimes just just finding like how that how they figured it out is like I get that question all the time. How'd you even get in, involved in something like that? And you're like, you got ten minutes, you know. So <laughs> well, I also think that you know people uh, who are very much in the uh, create have a creative bent, uh, but are in you know thankless nine to five jobs which don't require that at all. Um, they really need that outlet. They they're trying to find an outlet someplace where they can spread their wings and express their creativity. And, you know, part of that is being able to use your voice with spirit and heart. And I think that's the way they're, they're getting at it. A lot of these it's funny people. that you say I was in one of those, you know, thankless nine to five jobs. Right. And, uh, and I heard this uh, explainer video and I started imitating the guy and I said to the manager, <laughs> I said, look, I could do that. I could do that. Right. He go, ah, get back to work. It was like one of those movies. 
And, and of course, that's uh, most of the work I do is that, you know, when I, whenever I do any kind of uh, voiceover explainers, but to someone else, it could be worth something. But I love that, that you, that you went for it, you know, that you heard it, that you saw, thought that you could do something better than what you heard yeah. and you, and you went for it, you know, I mean, that it does require um, a little bit of chutzpah, a little bit of moxie yes. to be able to say, okay, I'm picking myself up and I'm going to give this a shot. Um, you gotta know, go deeper, got to go chutzpah. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, just got I just got sprayed and we're on radio. Sorry. <laughs> I'm clean. I tell you, I'm clean. Here's the here's a handkerchief, David. Thank you so much. I can't believe we're, we're doing this. How are we doing this? Anyway, um, you're so right. Like voice actors are entrepreneurs. You know, um, it's not. You have to have that business mindset. You have to be putting yourself out there to start a business, you know, and I think some of that is lost where we get, sometimes we get wrapped up in the fantasy of it of like, oh, being, you know, the cartoon character and things like that. But it's really a business, you know, and it takes, like I said, a lot of moxie, a lot of guts to to separate yourself from something that is so comfortable, you know, that, that happened to me and, you know, realizing what you want to do and then going after it and, we always say it takes persistence and perseverance to make it happen because it's not an overnight thing. And so like what David was saying, like wanting to do something more and use your creative spirit and then, and then just going out there and doing it is really to be applauded. And so the people that are, that are doing it and, and making a commitment to it, you know, they have a lot, lot to be proud of no matter where they are in their career, because it is such a, it, it's, it's a challenging road and to stay on it and to do it and to just follow your purpose, you know, so. And, and one of the things I love about Global Voice Acting Academy is that, you know, besides the art and the skill, um, we really do uh, hold the person's hand who we're working with uh, every step of the way. I mean, after a lot of times people will lead you up to making a demo and then it's like, okay, goodbye, good luck. And you're like left out there to hang out there in the wind with no idea of what's going on. But it, but, you know, we uh, nurture um, the whole business aspect of it, help them understand, you know, once they have made their demos and have their home studio and have their website, how to work with social media, how to submit to agents, um, where, you know, so how to... All that is so important. I mean, it, it yeah. really is. Because I find myself going on the GBAA uh, website all the time. I mean, as far as the, uh, certainly the rate sheet and... Sure. Uh, and you feel better about yourself. Try it, folks. Try it at home. <laughs> you, do, <laughs> you do feel better about yourself because I'm telling you that when you're dealing with some of these people, I'd like to find out with both of you how to, you know, create more boundaries and so forth. But you can really feel almost raped, you know, when you talk to them oh, because, yeah. and yet you're teaching people, obviously, how to run a business. It's not just, uh, you know, stars in the, uh, in the eyes and you got this uh, demo. It's, you, you have to, as you say, run it. As a business, you have on your website, though, TV broadcast, radio broadcast, web usage, non-broadcast, e-learning, animation, dubbing, video games, and it goes on with toys and imaging. What do you think the toughest thing to do when it comes to presenting to uh, a client out of all those? I mean, is it equally, uh, it has a little panache, a little finesse, or which one is the hardest to sell when it comes to rates and rate sheets? Oh, oh, I see what you're saying. Just in terms of being able to demand what you're worth in a, in one or more genres, right? Yes. Uh, I would personally, David, I would say that, um, uh, com commercial work is by, is by far the, the one that's being hit the most. I mean, there are certain, 
areas like um, e-learning and tutorial and corporate narration and medical narration, where the people you're dealing with, first of all, there's more work than there is than there are people to do it. So, so they understand that it's that they're going to be paying more for that kind of stuff, and you have a much better chance of getting the rate that you want uh, very comfortably. But the world of commercials these days, I, it used to be like, you know, if people were, if you were listening to something on the radio and the TV, that there was a sense of part, you know, you were an important part of that product and, mm-hmm. and of selling that product. I, you know, I, I think that it's crazy. I just saw an audition today that came down the pike for um, uh, Carl's Jr., which was for like, I don't for like six different spots that were, you know, this was for like on, on the, what was it? TV uh, online, something like for a year up to six different spots for like, you know, $3,000, which means like $500 a spot that they can play for ever. Right. Crazy. It is crazy. crazy. And yet it's exactly these people that make so much money. I mean, you, you know, Pepsi and Carl's Jr. and Disney and all these people that are suddenly going non-union and, and trying to, you know, undermine the whole. So, yeah. And uh, we're so grateful that people come to us. Uh, we do provide negotiation uh, uh, suggestions and advice about how to do that. Um, you know, I, there was a, a guy that just came to me the other day. He was asking for a price about narrating a movie, uh, a documentary film. Um, I told him what the range was that people are get for that kind of thing. And, um, and he said, well, well, this is my, you know, this is my first job. I, I can't charge that much. And I said, what are you talking about? You're a professional. They actually want you. They came to you and right. said, we like, we would like you to do this job. What are you, what are you charging? And so I just said, look, this is up to you, but you, you don't want to start your career by demeaning your work. <laughs> So, you know, he, he was, he was like sweating bullets and he sent in the high range of what I had told him was possible for this kind of work. And they just came back and said, Oh, okay, great. (laughs) (laughs) And he, and he was astonished. He was like stunned. Um, uh, But yeah, I mean, this is, this is what we have to deal with all the time. Right. And it's, 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 it's a function of not having self-confidence and not understanding it's not knowing your worth and just thinking like, Oh, well, well, I'm new to this. So what is it worth? And like David said, like they don't, they don't know. They they don't know that you're new. They know they want to hire you though. (laughs) And if they want to hire you, that means you're good enough. That you're good enough to command that rate because that's what the average rate is. And if you're obviously not getting hired, then you're not getting that rate. And so when you get hired, you should get that rate. And so a lot of times it's just like the self doubt that we put into our minds thinking that we're not good enough to get, a rate because we're new. We're creating we're creating conditions to observe to stand by on pricing that don't even exist. We're making it up in our minds. They don't. Right. If you have a product and you're selling, like you know, you think Coke is like, well, it's just not worth that much. So like, no, this is our cost for this, and this is the margin we want to make, and this is what we sell our product for. <laughs> and and we don't take it that way. We kind of feel like, oh, it's our artistry, and we're new. So can we really command that? What do you think we have to educate with? And, and it goes with commercial, you know, understanding, you know, when, when someone goes in to buy Super Bowl ad space, you know, what happens? They pay a ton of money for it, right? Uh, and ad space costs money. And then the voice goes on and sells. Like, there's a reason why they're putting an advertisement on, on air, right? Because they're trying to sell their product. And then they hire you to sell their product. 
So isn't that worth something? You know, we, we lose the fact that our voices and the way that we're delivering this copy is helping to sell their product and help companies make millions of dollars. And then they're like, ah, that's only worth $500. It's like, but the sales guy that is going out and selling the product, is he making $500? No, he's making six figures plus, you know? I mean, you can sell it and with confidence and be well-informed. I I think people hear that and they say, well, you know, it sounds good, but, uh, and you know what? And I've tried it too. You'll lose a few. (laughs) <laughs> you know, you'll yeah. lose, yes. you'll lose a few, but at, at the same time though, you know, you will feel better as a professional and uh, somehow uh, you'll learn, you know, these boundaries and, and I think in the end it has to work out because as a lot of people have said, uh, people feel that they're just a commodity and how could you run a business at the race to the bottom? How could you, unless you have the confidence to present yourself as you are mentioning to people. There was one guy I talked to last week. Um, he, he, we were talking um, and he said that he did 10 commercials last week. And I went, oh my, this is amazing. That's fantastic. Uh, 10 commercials last week. How much did you make? He said, oh, after, you know, all expenses, everything around 300. I said, oh, per wow. commercial? He said, no, 300. <laughs> what? <laughs> he, Oh. It was, so I said, where, where, where are we doing commercials here? And he said, oh, I, I work, you know, for, well, there's this, I don't know if I should say the name of the organization. I don't know. I said, wow, you know, I did one. He said, really? And I said, yeah, but I made 1500 <laughs> <laughs> oh. You know, and, and, you know, and I, and he's, you know, was spending so much time getting all this right. And so there you go. Right. I mean, this, this happens over and over and again, and, and it's up to, it's up to people uh, like, you know, David and myself, uh, companies like Global Voice Acting Academy to really, you know, be educators, not only for the voice actor, but for the business at large and to help them understand that we're all here to, to make money, to have a good time doing that and to help, you know, new products and new awareness of information be communicated with spirit, with energy and professionalism. I mean, that's what we all want. I don't want a world where everything is simply good enough. Yeah. That's not where I want to live. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of people that um, they're just so, they're so ingrained with getting, getting the job instead of being good enough to get the right type of jobs. And so the people that are going to those types of sites and things like that, that are just focused on, well, I, I got to make some money. Well, you know, doctors don't go to, go, they don't just go to school for like a year and become doctors, right? They have to spend time. Professionals, it takes time to hone the craft and we want things now. And that's what we try to teach is that there's different ways of going about the business, but the way you're going to have a, a, a long career and have a prosperous career is if you spend the time to build your skill and to know what you're doing instead of going out there and being attracted by the, the, low, the low baller client. Because how do you move away from that when you built your business on you know, 10 commercials a week that pay you enough to, you know, to pay your car payment um, when you, you know that you should be making 10, 15 times that on those. How do you shift your business away from that while you're practicing all these bad habits because you're not, you're, you're thinking you're doing great because you're getting work, but you're getting work for the wrong type of clients where you're not going to really, uh, you know, elevate your skill to the level of, you know, more prominent national type of, of, of voiceover. And th- we see this because people think that they're, they're getting jobs in one place or the other, that, that they're, they're, they're really good and they're, and they're, they're top stuff. But then they get, come back to earth when they, they get coached and they realize that they're not really doing as good a job as they thought, but they think they are because of they're, they're getting work. And so it's kind of this shift of, 
you know, getting professional, like national type of voiceover training that's going to get you into that upper echelon so you can compete because everyone wants agents. Everyone wants to get the big commercials. Well, you know, you, you got to work to get there and it doesn't come overnight and it doesn't come by just getting these cheap, you know, cheap $50 jobs either because they're not expecting excellence. And if you're not giving them excellence, how are you going to perform excellence? People think they're getting somewhere, they're getting nowhere. And, uh, and that's what uh, the people who, you know, again, that analogy, the people who are those sports agents, they know the business, they know what the worth is and they're not afraid to ask for it. And as you mentioned, they get it. When, when they ask for it. And so, uh, well, we're going to come back with uh, David Rosenthal and David Toback, two big hoonas from uh, GVAA, Vo uh, Global Voice Acting Academy. We're going to talk about the uh, psychology of the deal right after this. Sennheiser has been continuously setting trends in the audio industry. Wherever people care passionately about recording, transmitting, or playing sound, Sennheiser will be there. Artists, disc jockeys, scientists, sound technicians, or demanding music lovers, the Sennheiser name always stands for premium products, headphones, microphones, and all-around audio solutions, the ultimate in sound quality. Sennheiser. Okay, we're back with David Rosenthal, two Davids here, David Toback, who are the, the big guys, and uh, we'll get the titles in just a bit with GVAA, Global Voice Acting Academy, which is really like the number one source in the world when it comes to voice acting and finding out about it. We're talking about rate sheets and fair rates. And, and so, uh, David Toback, Chief Operating Officer, and David Rosenthal, you're the co-owner, are you not? Yes, I am. Yep. So, yep. Um, the discovery or the psychology of the deal. Let's just talk about, and uh, a lot of people who are even who have been in this business for a VO work, uh, fear is the motivating factor. You are uh, thrashing that and saying, no, you need to become educated and educate other people. So we don't want to operate out of fear because they could smell desperation a mile away. What is the psychology of the other people that we're doing business with? And not to kind of look at one big generic uh, answer, but uh, do we not send rate sheets and things like that? Or what, what are some of the common traps when uh, in the psychology of the deal? Well, sure. I mean, I think part of that, that is, it's the fear and not understanding what your value is. And when, you know, a lot of people are faced with, you know, should I, should I send, like you said, send a rate sheet uh, within, you know, sending it out to a client. It, you can get into murky waters and overloading a client. You can say, this is, these are my rates, but we really want people to attack rates on an individual basis. Every project is going to be different. And some people are like, oh, just send me your rate sheet. Um, that gets, that can get you in, into trouble, you know, where you're, you're sending out like, well, oh, my rate, people will say, how much you charge per minute? And it's like, well, what is this job? Um, you know, it can get into some murky waters when you, when you group everything into one thing. So a lot of it, the psychology of it is knowing that you have value and that the, the people that your, your clients, they need you. They, right need they need to work with you for their projects so you have this and you have power as a voice talent because you're providing a service and a product that people need and as soon as you understand that and you can stand behind what you do then you're going to be able to to negotiate and to understand your value and not be oh, oh no I'm, i gotta take this job because otherwise x y and z you know you need to be able to operate like a business that you know your value you know that you have worth and, and that's where the psychology comes, comes in, being confident that you are providing value and that you should be paid fairly for that. I can speak from experience that when I was in high school, you know, real pushover and uh, you're, you're trying to find your way through high school and dating. And when you're a pushover, 
the girl doesn't respect you. And you guys are good looking. You don't have to worry about that. But for me, for me, you know, when you, <laughs> you get pushed around, nobody respects you when you get pushed around and say, hey, this is the way it's going to be. So uh, I thought it'd be a great idea to find out, you know, more about the psychology of the deal to find out what is the best way to handle yourself. It's not like, oh, I got the lowest amount I could out of you and there you go and, and I'm not interested in, in speaking with you anymore. What really goes behind the scenes when you're thinking, okay, I want to get business, but I shouldn't go for the lowest rate. And so what are, what are some uh, stories that you guys can tell that uh, would, would uh, speak to this? Um, I, will, I will start by telling you a, a great story around this. Um, they, uh, I had somebody come to me and say, hey, David, uh, I really love your rate guide and I've been working with it. I can see right here that um, somebody wants me to do two short explainer videos, but they only have $200. And I said, and what does it say in the rate guide? Oh, between five and seven. And <laughs> so I said, great. Okay. So what does that tell you? It tells me, it tells me that they're trying to lowball me for something that uh, should be a, a lot greater in terms of what I'm worth and and what this kind of voicing this particular kind of job is worth. And I said, exactly. So what I want, it, and this is the situation where at Global Voice Acting Academy, uh, we have a membership and, and we'll talk more about that. But in that membership, we also provide a negotiation help uh, and a negotiation advice. Uh, so here's a situation where I said, uh, I want you to go back and I want you to, you know, tell them that the going rate for this and that there is a, um, you know, that there is an industry standard uh, for this kind of work, which is between 500 and 700. Uh, so he said, okay, great. I'm going to go back. The client said, well, but we only have 200. And, and they said, well, all I can tell you is that this, this kind of job is between 500 and 700. And if you want to go and find somebody that's 200, uh, you know, that's fine. Um, and they said, well, why don't you think about it? So he called me back and he said, they're pretty firm about the 200. And I said, I want you to go back there and I want you to say, so what you're telling me is that this is a substandard job that you're looking to do. To produce that this is a substandard project and they'll probably say no this no we're a professional company i'm sorry oh, I, I thought i heard the telephone go Ooh. <laughs> 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 okay, that, that was just me that was just go ahead go ahead exactly right um but so anyway he went on uh, he went back he said that's exactly that he said so i just want to be clear so what you're doing here so by offering me 200 you're basically asking me to, to do basically an amateur project, a substandard project. Mm -hmm. I can understand that. And he said, no, no, this is a this. And then they said, oh, so, so really what you're doing is you're saying, we want you to do a professional uh, job, a professional project for substandard rates. And I, he said, because I am a professional, I'm going to give you the best service. I'm going to give you the best, it's going to be the easiest path to what you want to do. Uh, I only do the best stuff. It's going to help you in terms of your product. Um, but, you know, you're basically saying you want to offer substandard rates for a professional job. He said, wait a second, just hold on. So <laughs> they come back. They say, we understand you're a professional, so we're going to offer you 400. 
And he said, I, I don't think so. First of all, I said, oh, because I thought you said you only had 200 bucks. And the guy said, well, you know, you're a professional and we want to pay you professionally. We have 400. And he said, I'm sorry, but the going rate is between five and seven. Um, and so he said, I wish you luck. And so evidently what happened is this guy can. And so now this, the guy who's hiring has spent a lot of time going back and forth and he doesn't have anybody. Mm-hmm. And now he needs to go out and find somebody. So he goes to one of the less reputable places, finds somebody who'll do it for 150 <laughs> um. and it gets done horribly. Uh, the client is totally uncomfortable with the read and the style. Mm-hmm. He comes back to this guy that I've been working with, <clears throat> said, um, well, you know, you're right. Well, we, we liked you in the first place. Uh, we'll be happy to pay you 500. And the guy said, uh, it's 700 now. <laughs> now and, and this is the wonderful thing. This, I mean, that's wonderful because this guy, who, he, he started feeling his oats. Right. Because of my work with him, he started saying, I get this. I need to stand up for myself. I need, this is ridiculous. And, and I don't need this job anyway if, he, if he's going to be treating me like this and demeaning my my value and my worth and my skill and my talent. So he said, no, it's, it's, you know, you want, I know you want me now It's 700, which is, a, yeah, it's at the high. So the guy ended up paying a total of $850 more than he had to. Good for him. If he had uh, 150 to this first guy, 700 to this guy who finally got the job that he wanted. Uh, and he, and the guy was real happy and the client was real happy. Um, and, and at the very end, he said, look, I loved working with you, but do you see how just having gone with your, you could have saved money, saved time and gotten a really great product. And the guy goes, no, I get it. And that I think is an incredible, I mean, not all of them end up that way. And some of the times you do have to walk away from stuff, but that guy has gotten repeat business from that company just to let you know. You know, I love that story. And, and there's, I know that when it comes to these unsubscribe buttons, so there's some people in marketing, they say, don't be afraid of it because you want in your queue, if you will, all the clients who want to subscribe to what you're offering. Right. And so you're, you're cleaning house in a good way. Let's be honest. Okay. You can't, no one can run a good business unless they think like this. Now that's the truth. You're, you're setting people up for the long haul because you just can't run a business that way. And, uh, and boy, they take advantage. I think of the guy from, uh, you know, you've got mail. And yeah. I think of that guy's a billionaire. And, you know, I heard, you know, well, anyway, it was just, <laughs> I heard it's some bad not. things. $200 for that. Exactly. Exactly. I, you know, and anyhow. David, do you have a story? Yeah, I mean, do I have a story? For sure, I have a story. I'm a man of stories. Um, yeah, I mean, I one of you know an earlier client. You know, I booked a job uh, with with a smoking cessation company. Just won't say the name, just for fun. But um, you know, and it was kind of like a like kind of a, a product video and an internal narration. But it, it it's played like a commercial, seemed like it was a commercial. And we had this kind of debate about usage and what, what this was going to be. And the original rate that came that when they hired me for it, you know, I said, Oh, well, this is, you know, if you're going to be using it for this, then that rate doesn't cut it. Uh, And this is like pretty early on in my career too. So this is where, 
people get that nervous, like just like the story David was saying, you know, you're like, oh man, I got this job and it's a cool client and uh, am I worth it? And you know, you, you, you're overly accommodating to try to make the client happy. And a lot of voice talent were like that because of, we seem to kind of be cut from a very similar cloth, a lot of people, and, and you're willing to help and want to go there. And that's why running a business can be difficult um, in, the, in those parameters. But we talked about usage and, you know, what was this going to be used for? And it's like, oh, it was, it was for all of the, it was the, co- the company, uh, you know, everyone knows was heard of this company, but it's their, their Canadian division. And it was like, you know, all over, you know, the country, you know, but only going to be in these areas and it's not going to be on broadcast TV. Okay. So we went to a different rate. Um, and they're like, well, it's a lot more than what we thought. And I said, well, let me ask you a question. Um, when you sell someone your smoking cessation product, do they pay for it once and then they get it for free forever? Or do they have to keep paying to keep using it? And they're like, Oh, Okay. In the eyes. <laughs> I kind of, I kind of get that, you know. So, so I wound up going from where they wanted to pay three fifty to like seven fifty. I got like, you know, double, uh, about double the rate. Um, and they said, okay, yeah, that we can do that, you know. And it was more out of ignorance of not knowing what they should charge or what they should pay. Um, and so part of this, what we try to teach, uh, is that you have to be able to educate your clients. Now, you don't want to make them, you don't want to like talk down to them or you know anything like that but there's kind of like this back and forth of an education kind of uh what david was talking about as well you know where now the client understood that you know if they just went with the the right guy at the at the professional price or the right girl you know the right person at the right professional mm-hmm. price they would have saved time and had the product done right and it, you know the process would be smoother and so that was an education and this was an education where they learned about usage in comparison to their own product which sometimes makes it easier for someone to understand because people are just naive and ignorant about what voiceover is how it's used and and the the inner workings of it and, and how we need to be paid uh you know and some of us well if it's broadcast like, oh we want that forever well that means i can never work for another company that, that, that does this type of product. And like, what do you mean? Like, well, you don't even know that. Like, yeah, you know, what other company is going to want to hire guys voices promoting their, their competitor and it, exclusivity is a, a dirty word <laughs> and in perpetuity is a dirty word. And if there, if those are happening, there, there should be lots of money behind it to accommodate that. Cause you, you know, if you're a working actor and all of a sudden like you can't, you know, you do a, a commercial for Coke and now you can't work for Pepsi for two years. Well, you could have just taken yourself out of big money. Um, and so those are things that we need to be able to understand and then educate when we have clients that don't just, they just don't understand it because it's not their, it's not their wheelhouse. They're just not understanding. And that's happening. That's happening so much with, you know, the pay to plays and internet and, and self-marketing where this isn't being run through, you know, union and casting directors and, and agents. It's being run by, uh, Hey, I can do voiceovers like a voiceover. Sure. So the client, this may not be something that they're used to getting, you know, professional voiceover and it's something that sometimes the, the voice talent are used to negotiating. Like we said, so this is kind of where this all kind of comes full circle. And meaning that the end goal was that, you know, in both of these stories, they worked out well, uh, you know, I, and I didn't overcharge, you know, I thought it was broadcast for this, this product that we were talking about, but it wasn't, it wound up not being broadcast. So it changed the rate and, and it was like, well, now I know the information I've given you the proper rate. So you're not paying overpaying and you're not underpaying. And that should be the goal where we want to be, we want to do things, you know, 
justly for our clients and yeah. for us as well. And it's, I not, think, it's not like we're trying to be profit mongers and make as much as we can. We just want to have the fair rate and get paid mm-hmm. what we should for the, for the product. And I actually think, uh, Michael, that, that that's a huge lesson for everybody. If everybody feels like they're being treated fairly, uh, I think that, that there's a, uh, there is a, uh, a feeling of goodwill in the room, so to speak, which a- allows thing, projects to move forward in a way. I think people don't want to be dismissed on either side. They, uh, the business side, the client doesn't want to feel like they're being taken advantage. The other side, our voiceover side, same. You know, it's, it's, it's really uh, about finding common ground. And you can do that in a pleasant way. And if they're going to be unpleasant and you're being pleasant, then maybe you don't want to work with somebody who's That's unpleasant. Right. Let, let me go back to that dating analogy real quick, okay? Did you ever, I remember being like, I don't know, the 11th grade and there was a, a book about how to pick up women, uh, girls, sorry, girls, right? You're in the I mean, 11th grade, you know, how to, how to pick mm-hmm. up girls or something like that. And it was not crude or anything, just learning how to, and what I love about GVAA and the rates and everything, it's not just numbers that you're plugging in. It, it establishes the ability to have two-way communication, to actually have a conversation. And even when people are educated, they, they learn. And I, I think that's great. I would love, in, instead of a book on how to pick up women, <laughs> well, you can you have a section of that. But no, you, you know, <laughs> send it to me. Send it, I'm, I'm married. I'm married. But, yeah, right. so, but I, I, would just love, I would just love... Yeah to have the dialogue that goes with it because absolutely this this is where I think this is such an important conversation. If, if I could see a book that discusses uh, a forum, how to have dialogue with these numbers because it's begging for a conversation, you know, and I think that's the trick. That Those are the people who are making money at this uh, because when you look at what's happening, you mentioned pay to play, it's two one-sided communication. This allows for two-sided communication. Right. I also think that um, uh, I love that idea about you know having a conversation and being treated fairly. I think that if if you come in, you see the th- at the end of the day, everybody's hu- a human being, right? And everybody wants to be treated like a human being. If there, uh, if you're going to be on either side, if if a voiceover become uh, a, a actor becomes, uh, you know pugnacious and ill-willed about something, then the business client has every reason to walk away. In the same way, if you feel like you're being taken advantage of, that, there's, uh, that there isn't any sense of goodwill in the room, you walk away too. There's enough times, there will be enough times between two, two uh, business forces that you can actually access that human side. And I think that that is the essence. Um, if you can move and cajole and uh, treat per- somebody like a human being. Ask, don't immediately move into the negotiation thing. Ask how their day was, what's going on. They'll probably tell you, oh, I had to drop my kid. Oh, you have kids? I have a kid. You know, I mean, all of a sudden you're on a different wavelength and the, and the conversation becomes a more humane one. Um, I think if, you, if we can all, at the end of the day, look at everybody else and say, hey, we're all one, we're all one global uh, group family here that's just trying to get along. And if we can be a little bit uh, nicer to each other and more helpful, um, I've, I've always had that work. Um, I'm also just, I need to say this because in this, in terms of rates and everything, and yes. we start talking about women, um, I have been a, a strong and a fervent advocate for equal pay for women as long as I've been around, mostly because 
um, I have been around the most amazing women talent mm. and, and, and th- I know that they are not always being paid the same and it's a, sh- it's mm. a crying shame. Wow. Um, yeah. Uh, and it's awful. And, and I think that there's, it's, it's, that's a two sided conversation too. I think that it is all has been kind of a given in the workforce, but I also think that women on the other side are far too accommodating at times. Um, very quick story. Uh, there was a woman friend of mine who could not do, uh, be a mediator in a podcast, um, between, uh, it was a, uh, health management and health services podcast through uh, Stanford university and, and she could not do it. Uh, they, she said, recommended me, um, for the podcast. And so they got in touch with me and I said, I'd be happy to do it. Thanks very much. They said, what is your rate? I said, is it just, is it for the hour? Is there any, uh, you know, a rehearsal or time? And they gave me all this information. I said, um, uh, so that'd be $800 for this, you know, hour and then B-roll and hour, another half hour. Great. Went down, had a wonderful time, came back. They said, oh, and then my, my, uh, Friend, my woman friend said, "Oh, they loved you. That was so great." I thought, and I said, "Yeah." And it was, you know, it was really nice. There was, it was very clear. They already paid me my eight hundred dollars. She said, "What?" I said, so "They already paid me my eight hundred dollars." She said, "How much did you make?" I said, "What are you talking about?" She said, "I do it for four. Oh I said, God. "I said, why are you doing it for four? I said, "Why are, you should ask for eight. Well, I always felt if I asked for any more that they'd find someone else. And wow. this is that, you know, mm-hmm. and I said, you need to go there and ask for 800 for your next job. And she, she was so scared. I couldn't believe how scared she was. She went, she asked for 800. They said, fine. And they, she said, well, why, why, you know, why that haven't you been giving me 800 all along? And they said, cause you didn't ask. Mm-hmm. Well, that's so important. I mean, I think about car dealerships and everything when they give you the price. Everybody knows, you know, the older that you get, that that's not true. Whatever price they give out, there's there's room. There's right. room. And and, uh, and and the big thing that you know comes across really is fear is a bad motivator. I mean, I I think people will get burnt out in the the voiceover business. And when I got a car, it was for the person who educated me the most. It really wasn't even the lowest uh, number. It was just one. Yeah. I mean, I felt that this person knew me and educated. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, yeah. You know, I felt good about it. So I have one story. I'll make a brief. Yeah, though. please. No, oh, that's good. Oh, yeah, so there was one. And by the way, I, I'll tie it into the GBAA uh, uh, website, of course. Yeah, I just wanted to let everybody know that if they are actually looking for the actual URL, that it's uh, globalvoiceacademy.com. We're with co-owner David Rosenthal and David Toback, who is the uh, chief operating officer. And so here's my story, okay? Uh, I went on the GVAA website and uh, because I thought one thing was a tag. It said something like uh, Charles Pancakes are the best pancakes and all that type of thing. Uh, I go on the website and they say, well, that's not a tag, as the person said. A tag apparently is that there's a time frame involved, like uh, prices vary, uh, June 21st or whatever it was. And, and, and it turned out the rate was higher and because it wasn't uh, a tag and it was something, you know, it was actual voiceover. And so anyway, I go back to the person. Now he wanted to pay <laughs> uh, $50, right? <laughs> this is television. This is television, right? Local television. Mm-hmm. And uh, he wanted two lines. And I said, uh, you know, 
no, because of, of the right guide or what I saw and everything. And, um, and he said, I said also, I started asking about usage and everything like that. Well, he said that uh, I have a site that I use and I never have to bother the client about usage. And I'm thinking, wow, you know, um, as far as compensation and things like that, it, it really kind of showed a certain ethic there that they were only concerned about their client and not the voiceover talent, that they could care less about the usage. And uh, that kind of hurt that conversation. I mean, I was thinking like, wow, I think people somehow it, it's, it's getting abusive unless, you know, these type of conversations take place. Totally agree. And I'm, and I'm glad that you're absolutely promoting this kind of conversation. It's what we, it's what we try to promote, you know, through our, through our teaching and webinars and classes and everything. I mean, it's, it's what we want people to get to a place of understanding their worth and being able to educate others as to why that matters in as uh, compassionate and a humane way as possible so that everybody feels taken care of. Yes. And I still think about that $50 all the time. I, mean, <laughs> <laughs> I really need that money too. But, um, you know, but the thing is that you know, you're setting yourself for something better. And uh, do you guys have any stories, any, any testimonies though, of someone whose business really took off from all this? Oh, gosh, yeah. Well, I mean... I mean, we could go on and on about that. I mean, yeah. We, get, we just get things all the time. We just, you know, got someone who uh, you know, is provided free um, and someone, you know, we, we send a real nice thank you letter and they're like, oh, I use it all the time. You've helped me out so much, you know, and this, that happens all the time. We get people that, you know, this is one of the only, you know, it's the most comprehensive, uh, you know, rate resource in the industry. And so, you know, people have been using it and so many people, I mean, well, I know one person came to us with uh, needing help on, you know, some sort of um, an AI assistant type of project. And, uh, you know, we, we got them set up with an agent because it was very complicated, uh, entailed, very complicated. And we're like, we need to get you to an agent. We wound up signing with the agent and booked the job, you know, like, so that right there uh, is, you know, kind of what can happen when you're, you're going things about it the right way, you know, you're, you're taking projects to agents, you're doing things in a professional manner instead of just throwing a number out in the wind and hoping that it, hoping and praying, you know? And so, yeah, these types of things people have, um, I think it's not so much as far as their career taken off, because I think that is a a measure of persistence, perseverance and hard work and, and coaching and all that stuff. But I think more of setting themselves up to be paid, paid properly so that they're, they're not doing jobs for $50, no offense to your story, but that should be, you know, 500. And, let, and let, they're, me the sound, let me put the sound effects on. <laughs> Loser. <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> no, no. So, and, and that's, it, it sets you up to have, like you said before, Michael, a, a, a successful business for the long term where you're not just, getting what you can get now because you're, you're, you're low balling it. Yes. You know, and I mean, and to segue into another little story I had was that, you know, we talked about it briefly earlier, but you know, I had a client that I, you know, connected with on, on Instagram, uh, cause Instagram is awesome, uh, for connecting with clients. It's a very good platform for that actually. And, uh, they, you know, I said, Hey, love your stuff. You guys look awesome. You know, would love to help you guys out. Uh, you know, whatever they came back. Oh yeah. 
would love to work with you. What are your rates? Your stuff is awesome. Send us your rates. And I sent them, you know, well, what kind of projects we do this, this, and that, send them the rates and like, well, like, wow, you know, you're, you're, you're too high for our budget. Like, you know, but, um, we understand you're really good and you're, you're definitely well worth that. But, um, you know, maybe as we grow, we'll be able to work with you in the future. Hey, you know, that sounds great. I appreciate it. You know, uh, and that was an opportunity for me to say, Oh, well, what, you know, what are your rates? I'll do it for whatever, you know, kind of like with that desperation. <laughs> and I just said, okay, great. You know, and it, they're like explainer videos or corporate narrations where I'm just not going to budge on to go low, super low. Um, and then through a series of, you know, I connected with someone and this is an Australian company and through Instagram connected with an Australian talent that is an actress on camera and voiceover and does a lot of things there. We connected, uh, she runs a script challenge every week and I participate in that. And ironically, the same or coincidentally, that same client asked her for a, re- a, a, a reference. She ref- referred me. And they came back and what's your rate for this project? Hey, I remember talking to you. Oh yeah, you sound familiar. Oh, it's this, this rate. Like, well, honestly, that was too, that's more than we had budgeted, but we know you're worth it and we know you're good and we respect your craft. Let's go with it. So that kind of gives you a testament that those are the clients you want to work with, right? That like appreciate and respect what you do. Uh, And you know, that the power of networking, the power of, of being in a, in a community such as ours, a global community, but also that if you, you know, stick to your rates and you don't just, you know, like you say, run for it. Cause you just want to make that buck that now you come back a year later. Now I've got a project and boom, they love it, you know, and they're like, man, this is, this is amazing. And it's probably going to be much higher quality than what they're going to get for that rate that, they maybe wanted to pay, you know? And so, you know, that just kind of what can happen in as an, as I guess as an anecdote to setting yourself or having your career take off more of setting yourself up. Like I didn't get, I didn't get any work from them the previous year and a half or whatever it was, but now they know what my rates are. They know the quality that I'm getting because I right. my rates and, and that's what will propel you to have the clients that allow you to work and you don't have to work you know, 90 hours a week to make the same money that you do when you, you know you do the jobs for the right amount of rates. Like, you know, I know someone that's online was talking about his, his, um, you know, he was doing stuff. He did like 120 projects in a month. And I was like, Holy crap, like 120, you must made like a lot of money, you know? And I kind of, I, I kind of have a feeling that you didn't make as much money as that you would think you would make for 120 projects. No, David, when um, you say it, say $300 like you did before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. $300. Like, you know, I mean, yeah. I just, it, it, and I thought for sure he was talking about per project, but no, right. it was for all of them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's really so, so those are just kind of, you know, the anecdotes where we can, we can very easily fall into the trap of just wanting to work because it's our dream. Uh, but you know, how do you get there? You know, there's, there's two different, there's ways to get there and you can either get there the tried and true and, and build it, or you can get there really quick and set yourself up for disaster when, when you have to try to transition to the tried and true and the real professional. You know, know, Michael, there are, there will always be people in the world that will try to take advantage of you. Mm -hmm, That's true. And there will always be people in the world who will try to dismiss you. And you are going to have to decide, am I one of those people who can be taken advantage of? And am I one of those people who can be dismissed? 
if you if you decide that that you are, and that's you know that's a tough choice, but not everybody is made of the same metal. Um, then you will need to expect certain reactions, certain amounts of pay, uh, and you know you can resent it all you want, but you are putting out that message that you are one of those people who people mm-hmm. can't, you know. And then there, and then you you know there, are, and what we try to do at Global Voice Acting Academy is we try to build into our into the process of discovery and education uh, a sense of wellness and a sense of uh, rightness in terms of one's worth and how one can go into the world negotiating as someone who will not be taken advantage of and who will not be dismissed. And I think that, that having that mindset, and it's not just in your mind, it's in your heart. You need to understand it from uh, at a heart level that this is true. Yes, truth. That you, yeah, that, this is, that, your worth, that your worth is inviolable on this earth. And the and, numbers are probably good too. I mean, I bet you you're you're more likely to make out better than Oh, operating. you bet, because people realize immediately, oh, here's somebody that I can't take advantage of, so let's work with him. Uh, there is an automatic element of respect that people will give you if you approach them in, you know, uh, you know, uh, humanely and compassionately, if you approach them, letting them know that you are a person to be reckoned with in the nicest way possible. Sometimes when you begin a conversation, uh, as far as the psychology of the deal, and you ask, uh, what is your budget? Everyone says, you know, don't give away the number. Even if they ask, say, what is your budget? What if you just gave the GVAA rate sheet out there? And would that make things easier and just say, I work off that on either the low, middle or high end? Can you get away with that? Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people do that. They give them their rate or they say, here are the rates that I use. Uh, You know, the cool thing about the rate guide is that it's broken down into categories by genre. So TV, radio, things like that. And there's hyperlinks at the top of it. So you can grab those hyperlinks and just send it to a client. So they go right to the e-learning section or whatever that is to make it easier. But you can absolutely uh, send them to the rate sheet. I know a lot of people say, like they'll send us it. These are the rates I use. This is the in, the non-union industry standard rates for the industry, and those are the rates I abide by. And people are like, oh, industry standard. It must be legit, you know. And people, uh, and I don't say that to be like mocking it by any means, but people are when they hear that, then they take it seriously. Instead, maybe it gives it gives their rate some credibility that there's this guide behind it, and then they go to the website and they're like, oh this isn't, this isn't a fly by night thing. These are the well-established company. You know, the website's nice. It's, you know, it's a professional website. It looks good. It it travels well, you know, and, uh, and so it does give credibility to your rates that you're just not, you know, pulling them out of your bung and that there's something that gives you that, that, um, permission to, to charge that rate because, Hey, those are proper rates for the industry. Do you want to start there? Or do you want to ask what is your budget or is that kind of, are you opening up well, a can of worms or do you, I think like David was saying, it's a, it's a conversation. I think that you, you, you want to say like, what, what do you charge for this? A lot of times the question is, well, what's your budget for the project? What do you have budgeted for the project? I like to work within, I like to try to work within your, within your, your, your budget. Uh, just like you're talking about car sales, right? You never, never give them the first number, right? Yes. Um, so in negotiating, you it, it can be difficult because they'll say, well, we, we just want to know your rate. Um, it, it, so you have to pick and choose. But ultimately, I think if you can, if you can have a conversation and say, oh, well, you know what, in, in this landscape of where we're 
auditioning for jobs at the prices being dictated to us, uh, when you have the opportunity to have the conversation with the client, you can turn it in a sense of like, I want to work within your budget. So, so what, what's your budget for this project? You know, Under, and, understand that, that our rate guide, um, uh, is giving examples of, of ranges. We're not telling you what you have to charge. For instance, if, as David said, uh, you know, you say, we, I wanna, I'd be nice to work within your budget for the whole project. I wonder what you have set aside for voiceover. Um, you know, if they're nice about it, they'll come back with, well, we have this much there for that. Um, and, it, and you can work off of that number or not. I mean, lots of times what I'll say is I'll, I'll simply ask them what the, uh, what the budget is. So, because, you know, if, it, if it's not something I can work with, we should let, get that out in the open right away. Hmm. Uh, because I don't want to waste their time and I don't want them to waste my time. Um, and it's not like, this is not a huge bartering thing. I know what I'm worth. And I'm, I know what the going rate is for this. It shouldn't be rocket science here. We should be able to come very quickly to an agreement. Um, and if it's not in your budget, then that's fine. But I don't want to spend the time, you know, or your time, your precious time trying to create something that's not yeah. going to happen. So and like a back and um, forth yeah. where, well, my rate's this. And like, oh, well, can you do it for that? I'm like, well, I really, you know, this is, the, you know, there's a standard rate. I need to get that. And you're kind of going back and forth. You kind yeah. of cut all that. You cut all, all the fat off. Just right. get to the point. It can be a headache unless this is done correctly. It can be volatile too, you know. I mean, because we're, if you're not clear with the numbers up front, and you don't carry yourself uh, as a professional, it could all of a sudden. Uh, and let me just use an example. I'll just throw this out there, okay? That uh, sometimes and um, ethically, I felt kind of weird about it, but uh, I didn't discuss about uh, you know that the person wanted an invoice. Okay, so the way I do it, I want to get paid up front. Uh, let's just say PayPal, and then I will send the file, okay? So I established that rather than losing sleepless nights, <laughs> mm -hmm. this is how I wanted to do it. And I, I almost felt, because it wasn't discussed at the very beginning, I almost felt like it was one of those, uh, not highway robbery, but uh, where you're holding something captive. Like, you know, I'm going to give that file to you, but first I want to get paid up front. On, and other people just throw... The, uh, the invoice is if you did it for th free. And unless all this thing is discussed, um, it could be volatile and angry unless you're not transparent at the beginning. But how do you feel about, uh, just out of curiosity, the invoice, someone sending it or just saying, taking a hard stance, no, I get paid up front and then I send the file? I, I think that's pretty cool. I mean, I usually... <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't always, I, I haven't done that just because I, I trust in the people that I work with that they're going to send it to me. Usually I, when I send them an invoice, it's a, it's a plus 30. I give them 30 days to pay. Um, and then at the very bottom of the invoice, I say if, if, it's, if payment is received in, in 30 days that it will accrue interest. Um, and I've received that interest before. Um, so, but, and if it's somebody that I've never worked with before, uh, that I have uh, created the business relationship with on my own. Um, I will, if I, if I have a sense that, you know, this, uh, I'm not quite sure about this outfit or whatever, I'll ask for half up front uh, and the other half upon delivery. Um, but that's pretty cool. I, David, do you ask for stuff up front before you send? No, I never, I never have. Uh, not as a as a rule because I think we have to understand that there's lots of different companies and different ways. There's companies where, you know, you work for a big 
brand, you're not getting paid up front. Like no matter what you, you know, they're, they're, it's going sure. through their accounting. Um, and it's got a, you know, I've even had clients that are like, yeah, um, like I, I worked for uh, Duke Energy and they're like, yeah, it, it might take a while to get you paid. We have to submit the invoice through the AP and like, you know, they have their procedures. So I think there's some flexibility that's needed. What, what I would say is on international clients, I would always recommend saying, you know, getting some portion up front. Um, and, and that is just be, uh, and it's not anything against working with international clients. Um, it just depends on, you know, there can be things with the, the money, like transferring of money and through wiring and things like that. And a lot of people will say, but when I work with international clients, I, I definitely ask them to be upfront because it's also harder to try to get money. Like if you need to pursue legal action, now you're like international, which gets a, a whole other can of worms. So some people will, will really, will do that. You know, that'll be their policy for international, the, yeah. this Australian client, just like David there was a great relationship with them. And I knew I sent, you know, it was like, Oh, I sent me the invoice. Like, Oh, we'll probably get the invoice in like on Friday. I was like, Oh, okay. <laughs> you know what? I got paid within a week, you know? So sometimes you just have to have that feeling. Uh, it's, it's up to everybody's there, you know, just like we say with the rates, those are suggestions for you to build your own rate structure around and make your own decisions on same thing with that. You know, um, mm-hmm. if you're able to get those, the payment up front and that's how you operate and that's how you want to operate. And that's how you, you, you know, run the business. But I think once you start, you know, you're working for larger companies or different companies, you're going to be like, look, like I would love to pay you up front, but I have to get an invoice to then submit to my accounting department for them to, to cut the check. Yeah. But I like, I like that you did that though, Michael, and you got yeah. paid. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, it's great. <laughs> I was going to tell you that it, it works. It, it worked every time. <laughs> it worked every time, but one time. And, and, you know, because you know how there's the tension there and I'm not trying to give anybody a hard time. I used... The confidence thing is I figure, you know, I don't want to be waiting for this thing to come. I figure, you know, I performed a service and, uh, you know, just like anything else, you go on Amazon, you know, you pay for the service and then you get the package or whatever it is. And I really, truly believe that. And so, um, you know, there was kind of, you (laughs) you know, there was a standoff at first. Well, I really need to get that file in and they're counting on it and okay, I'll do it. You know, and, and you could feel the tension. And then I tried it for one and they said, I really need that file. I need to, uh, yeah, we'll find someone else. <laughs> and I was right. like, oh my goodness. You know, like right. there it was. Yeah. And uh, it didn't work I out. I think you just, I think you have to, ha- uh, have to understand that in this world that, uh, you know, it, wor- it works the other way that you do the job, you submit, and then you get paid. Um, as, uh, except if it's international or except if you've never done work with somebody and you feel like, you need uh, goodwill, uh, pay, you know, at least portion of that up front. Um, but otherwise, just, you know, if, if you can't trust that people are going to do business that way, then that's an awful business to be in. And, yeah. you, you know, I don't yeah. want you to create that tension. I don't want you to have to do that. Mm-hmm. And if people are used to doing business a certain way, then because you're doing it in the way that they have, uh, are, are accustomed to and you're not, rough, you know, roughing the, rough at the waters or anything, you're just... Yes. Right. So think about that. But I'm impressed that you did that and got paid. Yeah, cool. (laughs) So let me ask you, um, we want to talk about the membership. We want to talk a little bit about the bio. I promise Uh, you'll have your dinner tonight and everything. And (laughs) (laughs) everything intact. Um, So I don't know if it's ethos or pathos. I'm not sure what it is. But they say that for the voiceover talent, that low rates 
is what is bringing the industry down. How do you both feel about uh, the future of where this is all headed? Obviously, unification is great and, and having that because it's the GVAA resource rate guide uh, is amazing because it's so thorough and because you could send it and everything. But where, where is the future of this business heading? Well, there are two different there are two different worlds that are being created right now. There is the as we talked about, there's the world of good enough, and there's the world of excellence. Uh, we are never going to do away with one or the other. That's the market deciding where it's going. It is a free market, and if people want to pay a pittance, uh, then they're going to pay a pittance, and they're going to get in return something that is serviceable and good enough, but not great and not ever going to have the bang uh, that a, a higher um, a higher skilled or higher talented uh, voiceover artist is going to be able to, to produce. Mm-hmm. Um, and as I said, with GVA and our rate guide and, and also in our, our classes and our membership and everything, we are, we are helping people move towards that uh, to that part of the market that is a, a professional, or extremely professional side of the market that is used to paying uh, much higher rates because they want a particular uh, product in return. They want a particular relationship with the cl- with the voiceover talent in return, um, and they want that skill level, that turnaround time, the professional uh, home studio, whatever it is. And that's where we're going. We're going into two different markets. um, And I think that there's more voiceover than ever before. um, And there's enough people and voiceover to accommodate both of those markets. And people who are uh, persistent, who have skill and who have talent and want to aspire towards uh, a professional career with professional rates uh, will be able to make it. Yes. Yeah, one thing I'd like to say is, uh, in, you know, is you think Mercedes is worried about what VW is doing? No, no definitely not. We're in a different class, right? And, and that's exactly you know the type of the mindset we need to have. And I mean, I, I'm a huge VW fan, so don't get me wrong, but that is like the dichotomy where they sell a different product to a different clientele at a different price that has different features. And it's just a completely different ball game. It's a luxury automobile, right? And they're not worried about what Toyota is doing because it's not their market. Uh, and that's where, like David's saying, that there's these two different markets that we're creating. And the allure is to go into that, you know, good enough market because that's where you can get work more easily maybe when you're starting out because the people that are buying don't know what they're listening for or they, they're not expecting the, or they don't want the quality. They want the price. They want the rate. You know, a lot of times people, they'll say like, well, well like you said, you, you, uh, Michael, you said you bought the car from the guy that got to know you, but it wasn't even the lowest price, right? Well, that's the power of like relationship building, right? Where you have a great relationship with that person because of the way they treated you, the way they connected to you. Like David was talking about, oh, you know, how was your day? Oh, you have kids too? Like building that personal connection that allows you to then be more of a friend and of a colleague than is just this business transaction. Um, and when you get to the other side, it, it's a little bit more nickels and cents, you know, and, and or nickels and dimes, I guess, but it's getting to sense, right? Uh, and 
where the the goal is to save it is to save the money you know and the, the it's profit 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 and and they're util, utilizing voice talent to make those profits because you know let me add, i mean production companies they're, they're I don't think they're they're really taking less money than they did before to create a video for somebody or a commercial. Um, so, but to them, they're you know maybe the budget has come down, but they know that there's a place like camera operators, digital artists, like those things they got to pay them. But they know that there's this willing this willingness of voice actors or voice artists in the in the world to do things for less money because they're hungry and, and that, that has been exploited by yes. the things we've talked about. And so, and they're doing what they need to do as a business. I understand it. I don't agree with it, but I understand where the principle comes from. I worked in the corporate world and if you could save, you know, $500, you save that $500 because usually someone's getting a bonus somewhere because of that, you know, uh, you know, my managers in the corporate world, if they could save money on, on uh, staff, they got bonuses based on how much they were over plan mm-hmm. you know, so that uh, or under plan or, you know, whatever the positive side of that was. And that's what companies are doing now. So when, you know, we look at those things, we need to understand that what, what playground do you want to, you know, what sandbox you want to play in, you know, you want to play with the big kids and, and aspire for the jobs. Like David was saying, the clients that are used to paying, uh, David Rosenthal. I keep saying David, like <laughs> the other David. Uh, the you know, do you want to aspire to work with the clients that that understand your value and are, are used to paying for for excellence, or just enough so that you can make make a few bucks? Um, yeah, that's true. You know, that's a decision you have to make for your business. And like David said, n- neither side is going anywhere. It's a matter of which lane you're going to be in. But what I will tell you is that. Global Voice Acting Academy is only concerned with one part of that market. Yes. Yeah. Let's talk about the memberships because when people go, I mean, I think that uh, to have, how can I say it, to be famous for a rate sheet and, and, uh, you know, meeting uh, David uh, Toback at uh, VoiceOver Atlanta, he said, yeah, we're kind of known for the rate sheet. And I thought, oh, well, you know, and I went on it and it it was head and shoulders above all the others. Not just the presentation it makes, but the detail and everything, uh, the way that it educates not just the client, but the the voiceover talent. And so uh, how wonderful to be known for for that. And then, uh, of course, it piques people's curiosity. Can you tell us about the memberships? Uh, David. Yeah, sure. Well, we... Our membership is focused on live-based training, uh, performance training, for the most part, uh, or, or a big part of it is performance-based. So we do, uh, we have several tiers, and we'll talk about the the top tier, our, our VO Gold, which is has all the bells and whistles. That's where we, we offer negotiation and rate-guided advice and, and help. Uh, but the, the main focus is to continue, have continued education working on scripts uh, and, and and honing your craft. So we offer peer-led workouts, which uh, I host one, uh, other people on, on our staff host those, and then select coaches like David Rosenthal from our staff host uh, coach-led workouts. So as a member, you get to participate in both of these. We also do a Q&A uh, webinar, which is no holds barred, open, get your demos reviewed, you know, anything you need, that's where you're gonna come to get uh, open source uh, Q&A. To, to figure out, uh, to help you proceed with business questions, you know, performance questions, anything. But those workouts uh, are an hour and a half long. And, you know, you're in there with David Rosenthal and, you know, there's up to eight people in those. 
and you're in there working out with a top tier coach in the industry uh, mm-hmm. for, you know, at least once a month for, for $60, which is that alone is well worth it. Uh, when we have classes, there might be a two day class. It's a lot more than that. And it's an you know, hour and a half uh, for, uh, you know, each class. And so you're, you're getting a lot of individual time working with top tier coaches. Then you have the peer led, which, you know, we all have a lot of experience that are on, on the staff. Um, and I think like to think we do a really good job of, of, you know, of directing and guiding people and coaching them in, in those, in those reads. And it's a little bit more collaborative as well, where we invite people, we want to hear opinions from everybody else. Like, what do you think about that script? Uh, how do, what do you think about that, John? Like, how would you read that? Or, you know, we get a little bit more collaborative in there. Uh, and that's really, that's the main focus uh, of the membership uh, and as a performance aspect, live, live based. Uh, now everything is recorded. We use zoom uh, and we record everything and that goes into our script, our video library. Uh, and so say you wanted to join today, Michael, you would have access to every single thing we've recorded over 275 hours now, um, going back to the beginning of the membership. So all of that's available. Uh, and so we really believe that, you know, even though we, we have a limited number of, of workouts that you can go to live, you know, one peer led, one coach led and one Q and a, you have access to watch those. And as someone who has hosted, uh, almost every class and, workshop and webinar we've done in the past like three years, I can tell you, you can learn a lot from being a fly on the wall. So mm. th- that's a very powerful thing. And we have a recorded membership that's only $20 a month, uh, which, so you can go back and watch, you could spend the rest of the year watching workouts for, for 20, you know, 20 bucks a month. Lucky uh, for you. I have right here, my credit card. <laughs> there you go. And what's there. that number for me? <laughs> oh, <my. laughs> and you're, that's yeah, the, I mean, the nice thing. Too. Yeah. I mean, the nice thing is, is that our membership is, uh, has levels for all ages, all shapes and sizes, mm-hmm. all levels of expertise from the very beginner to the pro. I mean, we are there to help further your career with as much, um, information with as much up to date, honest, uh, awareness about the industry and being able to give that back to you so that you can make better decisions about how you're going to move forward. I mean, we, we've all made, you know, all of us along the way have made mistakes and it's really nice to be able to tell other people, you don't have to make those mistakes. We've made them for you. And (laughs) our mistakes. Yeah. And, and now guess what? You have this most streamlined focused way to get to where you want to professionally uh, mm-hmm. with, the, with the help and the support and the guidance of really caring, honest, uh, you know, good, uh, talented coaches uh, and people who are there really to have your back. And we are. Yeah. And I know the proof is in the pudding. Who are you affiliated with? You know, and when people, uh, big people in the industry, I mean, you could go on YouTube and you see big people who are very successful affiliated with a GVAA. And then going back to that uh, $50 or 300 or whatever they were, t- <laughs> were talking about that, are they in business? You know, when you go to a lot of the video hubs, a lot of them that uh, are lowballing or not. And so, you know, it seems like people may be, I don't know, on both sides, maybe talent and client offended that there has to be more than just the lowest rate, that there has to be an intelligence about this and the way that you run your business because 
in the end, they will not be in business. And that's yes. the, in the pudding. Who is, who is standing? Who are the most successful people? How do they run their business? And when you go on YouTube and, you know, you look at the GVAA and some of the webinars, this is how they run their business. And, you know, what's very exciting is that, that I just uh, did a ratio here and, and uh, almost 80% of everyone we've ever done a demo for has got, gone on to get agency representation and is working in the industry. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, that's an unheard of amount, but part of that is because we don't make demos for anybody who we don't feel is not 100% ready to be competitive in the marketplace. So the ones that are going out there have a much better chance of success than just hooking up with another group that just makes a demo for you and then says goodbye. Um, We also, you know, I, in my many years of experience, have relationships with a number of different agencies, casting directors. Um, As I said, I'm a casting director myself, so I often use the students that I work with for my projects. Um, And, uh, you know, we try as much as possible to nurture them along in ways where we can, wherever we can, we create warm connections with people on the other side of things. So um, it's, yeah, I think you're with a, you're with a good group of people here. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the biggest thing that probably separates us is that we're, we build a sense of community and mm-hmm. trust and, and that we, uh, you know, I think you, when you're talking to us, like this is how, like we're this brand carries through and what we do. It's not, it's not like a business model. It's who we are is what GBA is, you know, and, and that's it. We, that's why, you know, Christina, David, myself, uh, we all are kind of on the same wavelength of how to treat people, how to do things the right way for the right reasons. Uh, and it's not a knock on anybody else. It's just how, how we are as people that's how we do business within this community because the community is caring. It cares for itself. It nurtures itself. Uh, and, and we kind of embrace that. And we get a lot of people that, you know, they just, they just love us for the way that we carry ourselves and that we're always there to help. And we're, you know, the, the rate guide has, has been there as a free resource to help the industry. Uh, you know, there's obviously, you know, ways that you could, you know, monetize anything that you're doing. Uh, and, and, but having a guide there that, you know, lets people, you know, understand their value, command it and get it, you know, that, that says a lot, uh, you know, and for them, you know, they, they, they love that camaraderie and the community that we've, we've built, uh, to try to just do what's good for the industry, not necessarily what's always good for the, for the wallet. You know, I think that there, when you do things for the right reasons, uh, you know, you build a lot of, of, um, goodwill yeah in the industry and that's really what we've done and and i think we that carries over to how we treat you know how we interact with the members we're you know it's personable like we're in there and we're joking around and you know we're friends you know we're friends with everybody that we work with or that's that's in the membership because we truly have a vested interest in 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 wanting to help them succeed because you, you know we people always ask me, so how'd you, how do you even get into voiceover? And I'd be like, mm, that's a good question. Uh, you know, there, there's, there's no, or, or how do you get into voiceover? There's no one way because this isn't, you go to drama, you know, you get a th- theater degree and then you find your way into it, you know, and there's kind of like this roadmap that's kind of out there for you. Everyone's kind of flailing around in the wind, fi- trying to figure out how to navigate this industry. And when you have people like us that come in and, like, be like, oh, let's give you a hug. 
and we'll, we'll, you know, we'll help you out. You know, that's very, it's very consoling and, and it helps people to understand, you know, that we're you know doing things for, for the right reason. Um, and that's what we bring in, in everything that we do. And so I think that kind of separates us. And, you know, David's mentioned about a warmth, you know, I think there's a lot of warmth and love and caring and support that, that we bring. And that's kind of, uh, I think if we had like a brand motto, it would kind of be along those lines. So, all right. So let me ask you. So when I give you my credit card, okay, mm-hmm. do I get a hug too? Uh, yeah, you get a, you get a cyber hug. You get a cyber hug, okay? Yeah, You know, and since you're since you're you know pretty local to me, my yeah. I I would I would make the drive. Really? Make the drive just to give you wow. a hug. Oh man, <laughs> and, and and hit the beach, but yeah, <laughs> but in Florida and everything. So let me ask you with the, with the remaining time, okay? Because uh, David Rosenthal, who is, um, you know, of course, he's the uh, the founder or the the co owner of uh, a Global Voice Acting Academy, and and David Toback is the uh, chief operating officer. Um, if this was like not speed dating, but a speed interview, what would be the microcosm or the genesis of where you've been and how you got into uh, voiceovers and where you are now? Uh, I started loving theater when I was 13, uh, went through college with a theater minor, uh, as well as anthropology, English literature, et cetera. had a fantastic time, went into New York city, uh, was lucky enough to get an agent there, had some major ups and downs, uh, moved out to San Francisco because I did not know how to deal with those ups and downs in a, uh, in an emotionally stable kind of way. Uh, and had to create a different relationship with my craft. Uh, did not did, uh, found my inviolable self not in acting, but in being a house painter, uh, being a record store manager, being a paper delivery guy. Wow! And yeah, um, and then uh, uh, three or four years later, once I had found really who I was in the world. Uh, and my own self-worth, I decided, I asked myself what I wanted to do. And I said, oh, I want to act because I didn't come at it with the same need and the same anxiety or tension. Uh, I ended up working all the time and wow. I was able to, yeah, I got an agent, uh, started doing on camera, started doing voiceover, um, had an incredible, you know, incredible run uh, both on camera and through vo- and voiceover up in San Francisco. It was the hub of video game work at the very beginning of the video game uh, industry. Um, and so I was very fortunate to ride that way for about 25 years. And along the way, I started realizing that as much as I love doing this, I love the, the smile that I put on people's faces more when I coach them and help them to get there. Uh, and so while I still have a uh, flourishing voiceover career, um, I love watching people get to where I'm going, you know, where I got to on their own. Um, and that's how I kind of end up, ended up at GVAA. Um, uh, hopefully I can continue to do this until the day I die. Wow. And I was going to say, is, is it true that, that the mold for the Ken doll was, was patented by you? Is that true? Thank you so much. No. <laughs> Here, folks, go online. Look, David Rosenthal. It's pretty close. It's pretty close. Pretty close so what about yeah. you, uh, David Toback, uh, as far uh, as your, you know, your journey? Well, um, 
I like uh, kind of like David. Uh, I didn't start in the acting world. I took drama in high school, but I went through uh, to business because that's kind of what we were told in my age. Like, gotta go to business. That's where the money is. Um, did that was a, an analyst, a marketing analyst, and a financial analyst, and just did not. The corporate world did not agree with me, uh, and uh, there was always something inside of me that wanted more. Um, and I had a friend actually that was, uh, and I'll plug her. Her name's Monica. Uh, hope she'll probably listen to this and get a kick. But she she was in uh, in advertising when we got out of school, and she was hiring voice actors. And she said, "You should do this. You're so good." I used to always mimic and you know impersonate and just do funny stuff with my my voice. And I was like, "Yeah, sure. Yeah, like anyone who knows how to do that." Because uh, it was so, so hard to get into, and I just kind of put it on the shelf. But it it put a bug in my in my head, and as I grew more and more um, dissatisfied with my life in the corporate world and working for you know really no no benefit and nothing to myself other than a paycheck and just not feeling like I was doing anything worthwhile, uh, I wound up uh, losing a job, doing uh, not being able to get back into the corporate workforce, doing some odd jobs. I started. Um, worked at a grocery store. I put installed uh, car headlights. Uh, and then I got uh, severely injured in a freak uh, charity event football accident oh. where I ran into, we'll just say it was a steel beam a, a trailer and almost lost a leg. Um, and in that recovery process, I decided I wanted to live life. And by my own terms, much like David said, you know, I, I, what did I want to do? Um, and it wasn't about, I wanted to live life and do things on my own terms instead of just doing what society or, you know, other people thought I should do. Uh, and, and that was, I wanted to do voiceover. I, I, Hey, I've got this talent apparently. Right. And so I, uh, instead of going back to school to do something else, uh, I found a coach and got coaching, got demos. Uh, and I could have used the GVAA at that point to be, <laughs> to be honest. Um, so that was a mistake that I made as we talked about before, but went down that path. And, uh, luckily after demos found GVAA and just started, uh, you know, working and working and then was lucky enough to, uh, join the team shortly there later or later on afterwards. And have been there and in, in, involved in the industry uh, for the past five years. I hope this resonates with a lot of the people who are listening. There are tons of stories that are just like this and what makes the, the community for voiceover talent so great and uh, relating to these twists and turns and the journey and the talent and then the commitment and wanting to do this for oneself and uh, with excellence, as David had mentioned. So, you know, you can get involved with, uh, with voice. I think it's amazing people don't realize that uh, they have the talent and, uh, of course, that they can learn as well at uh, Global Voice Acting Academy. Our special guests have been David Rosenthal. He's the, the co-owner. And David Toback, of course, who is the, uh, the chief operating officer. And, uh, you know, go on. The, uh, you want to give out the website again? Thank you. Yeah, it's globalvoiceacademy.com. Uh, if you do a search for, you know, GVAA voiceover, uh, will come up that way too. But yeah, globalvoiceacademy.com. We would love to have you aboard and help you. I actually uh, will offer to anybody listening to this a 15-minute free consultation. Wow. Uh, so uh, all you have to do is, David, is yeah, there? Yeah, there's on the, on the front page of the website, you can go there and can sign up to schedule a free consultation. You can, uh, so just on the front of that, that website, you'll see a big button there and that'll take you to uh, a little form to fill out where you get your information and get in touch with you. And you can also, uh, if you have questions for me, I'm always available. Um, 
You can find me on social media, David Toback. It's T-O-B as in boy, A-C-K. Be happy to answer any questions. And uh, you can find us also contact information on the website as well. So you can fill out a, uh, we have a contact form and uh, there's a, even a phone number at the bottom of the website if you prefer to talk. So we can do that. David, yes. And David Toback, if you're in the uh, Florida area, he'll come to your home and give you a hug personally. And David, <laughs> if you're in California, you know, he will do the same. I will do the same. But I mean, right. really, the fact of what you've done, again, with the rate sheet, GVAA, uh, built a uniformity. People need transparency. And also, uh, you know, if you were a chiropractor, you'd be helping people's spines, you know, standing up for yourself, believing you can be a professional. I like that. And not being afraid. Don't let fear get in the way. You know, you're in this to, to run a professional business. Thank you so much, both of you, for being on the program. It was a wonderful time with you, Michael. Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much. It's been great. Our sponsors with over 90 years experience in developing audio electronics, Bayer Dynamics stands for innovative audio products with the highest sound quality and pioneering technology. Two business divisions, consumer and installation, provide tailored solutions for professional and private users. All products are developed in Germany and primarily manufactured by hand, from headphones to microphones and conference and interpretation systems. For more information, please visit north-america.bearedynamic.com. And by Vocal Booth To Go carries a complete line of products and accessories specifically designed for voiceover actors, audio professionals, podcasters, producers, and studio owners to help them get professional results for their clients. It's your go-to place for sound treatment, soundproofing, portable, and mobile vocal booths. Visit VocalBoothToGo.com for more information. And Oralex Acoustics has one mission to make you sound your best. Thousands of satisfied Oralex customers have experienced improved acoustics along with free expert advice. Total sound control products from Oralex enjoy widespread use among prominent artists, producers, engineers, and corporations worldwide. Remember, it's not your gear, it's the room. Visit Oralex.com for more information. And great audio starts with great gear. And Zoom's 30-year reputation promises quality and affordability. Visit zoom-na.com today for recorders, audio interfaces, effects pedals, and more. We're Zoom, and we're for creators.